Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Hopefully, welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight, and I am actually sitting next to Ryan Knight. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I just so we're doing things a little bit differently right now because it's the holidays, and Bo is actually home for the holidays. So we're changing our setup a little bit. I actually have video recording of this one too. It may or may not get posted on YouTube. We'll see. Uh, but so if anybody notices the audio difference, uh, that is why, because we're, we're trying a couple different things out for capturing. Yeah, and we're just trying to keep getting an episode out a week, so we're kind of doing whatever we have to right now, because things are a little different when I'm home. I'm not, I don't have access to all my equipment, so hopefully this is okay and it doesn't infuriate all of you guys, or maybe it does. All, all four of you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, so I guess today we're just doing a roundtable, yeah? Yeah. We were going to try and sit around an actual roundtable, but that just wasn't working out. Yeah, so. the fireplace is really hot. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's only about 20 degrees outside, it's about 75 in my house, and it's way too hot. So. Yeah, it doesn't take a whole lot to make me sweat. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so if this video gets posted, I don't know if you guys can see both of us in this. Should be able to. We're mostly just using it to pick up backup audio just in case, so, and then I will try to use whatever audio sounds better to post it online. Um, and until we get a better grip on how to do things, yeah, this I, is just going to have to be good enough, unfortunately. Yeah, luckily, this will only be about a month of episodes, so there really should only be about four that are like this. So, like... If you just want to take a little break from Nights of the Pages Library, I understand if it's that bad. But hopefully there will at least be something for you to listen to if you would like to. Yeah, and if anybody has any suggestions, please email us, kotpl.pod at gmail.com, and we will gladly consider all options, because right now we really have no idea what we're doing. I haven't checked the email in a while, have you? No, it's been a few, uh, maybe about a week. So, it's possibly there's something sitting in there, but... Yeah, there might be. I usually am pretty diligent about checking it, but I haven't had access to my computer. Yeah, still waiting on our first piece of hate mail. <laughs> or any... Well, so we've had a couple mail, I guess. Yeah, we've gotten a couple emails, and, and uh, the YouTube comments as well, that stuff's great. That's a good place to contact us, and Facebook, and Twitter, and whatnot, so... Yeah. So, I want to talk about flying a little bit. Just because I feel like it's probably... Maybe I have, I have a different experience just because I flew on Thanksgiving. And that, like, adds probably a lot to it. But, like, the airport was, like, empty. And oh it was kind of nice. That was probably great. <laughs> Even in, in the Denver airport, I was able to walk right up to security, not waiting in line. Which was oh, nice. yeah, okay, that's a big difference then. Because when I just went through there, not, what, a week before you? Mm -hmm. I probably waited in the security line for 10 minutes before I could really? get it. Yeah. And that's still not that bad. 10 minutes is no, not that bad. No, but it's Sometimes just, it'll be hours. Yeah. I just hate going to the airport. Me too. It gives me so much anxiety. I don't know why. It's the one time in my life it makes me feel like a terrorist and I've never done anything like that in right? my life. No, seriously. Because, yeah, you're like, anything you do, you're like, could someone be watching me and consider this, you know? You set your backpack down and you go to get in it and it's like you're waiting for someone to be like, Freeze, come back! He's going in! <laughs> get him! It, seriously, man, it stresses me out every time I fly and I cannot 
I hate flying with a me, passion. Me too. It always gives me so much anxiety. And it doesn't matter how much time I have, I want to be sitting right in front of my gate. Like, I, oh, need, yeah. I need to be I'll waiting. S- I'll sit in front of the gate for two hours. Me too. Rather than Not even wandering. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, you said you had an actual pleasant flight experience. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Like, I sat in a row completely by myself. Like, there was nobody next to me. The, the first flight, there was people in front of me, but nobody behind me. Oh, wow. And the second flight, they actually upgraded me to first class, I guess, because the, the plane was a little too full, so they had to shift people around. Dang. And so I got to sit lucky. in first class, which was really nice. Dang. I just slept the whole time, but the was still. second the plane took off, I That's was awesome. Asleep. Yeah, it was, that's the first time I've had that. It was kind of nice. It was only an hour flight, but still, just lived the highlight for a couple minutes. Yeah, for a few minutes. Well, and even an hour-long flight is so short that it's like, you get up to where it's like, it dings, captain has turned the seatbelt light off, and then like 10 minutes later, it dings. It's, we're preparing to start our descent. <laughs> um, and it's interesting, too, that they don't bring the drink cart. They just like hand you, at least on Delta anyway, they just had like snack bags that they would give you. It had like cheese, it's a little water bottle, and some crackers in it. Hmm. Instead of like actually getting to choose what you drink, which is, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, Maybe it's been like that for a long time, and I just didn't know. Well, I wouldn't know either. I've only flown a few times recently in the past couple months. Um, I did fly with Southwest though a while back, and Southwest they don't give you a seat assignment. Right, you just like go in. And it's like first come first serve, right? Yeah. So they told us they said just go pick a seat, leaving the middle aisle, leaving the middle open. You know, right, not yeah. the aisle, but the middle seat. Well, this one kid, he's like halfway down the plane. He gets in the seat and then he just lays across all three so no one could sit next to him. I was like, you, I know you could do that. Dirt bag. Well, whether you could or not, he did it. Yeah, I've had some, even only having a few recent flying experiences, they've been not very pleasant. <laughs> I feel like it just brings out the worst in everybody. <laughs> like, everybody's only worried about themselves in that situation, which I totally understand. But it's like everybody's a jerk. <laughs> they are, too, man. This last flight I was on, it was only there was only two seats per row mm-hmm. and it was full which pissed me off because you'd think they would only put half the people right. but apparently they gotta make some money back now um, and the lady told us they were like we're gonna be boarding from the back to the front she said so wait until I call your row and mm-hmm. then you can board well so she called like uh, anyone who need, who's handicapped or needs help Yeah. so they pushed some guy up there in a wheelchair great this other couple just walks right in. Yeah. And then I get on and I see that there's like scattered people already seated throughout the plane. And I was like, use freaking dirt bags. Nobody like, knows how to listen. Yeah. And then when we were getting off the plane, she said, uh, I will call you by rows from the front to the back right. to de- debark. And uh, <laughs> they said, when the plane stops, please remain seated until I call your row. Plane stops. Ding. Seatbelt light. Everybody just like stands up. I'm like, he's so dumb. It was painful. Yeah, everybody's always in a hurry. That's that's what I hate about airports. Yeah, but the problem is, is people don't think about it. You're in a hurry to then go stand behind someone else. Yeah, you're not getting anywhere when you try to pile up at the door, like, and get off the plane. Saving yourself a couple seconds, if even. It's kind of like when people are driving and they're like weaving in and out of traffic. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not saving any time. That's something else I wanted to talk about. Like, what's the deal with people on the freeway driving exclusively in the left-hand lane? I don't understand that. I don't know. There are some cities 
like Chico, California, when you are going through the city, it specifically says um, through traffic, merge left. Interesting. So you stay in that left-hand lane, and it makes a lot of sense actually that because then, make sense. well, because then you're not in the way of people trying yeah. to get off or get on. And yeah. To me, it makes a lot of sense actually. Um, I've always wondered why they don't like through cities. I mean, you'd have to go back and redesign cities from the ground up. But I always thought it'd be nice if you had two lanes and then a barrier and then another two lanes. And when you first come into the city, it specifically tells you. Through traffic, okay. stay left. Keep, keeps you out of everything. Yeah, so if you just want to go straight through the city, you would just stay in those left two lanes, and you would just right through the city. And then the other two lanes would be specifically for people who need to get on and off through throughout the city. And, and I've I've heard that a lot of the time the traffic is so bad in the cities, it's just because the cities have gotten bigger than they can have the roads for. Like, they didn't plan for all of that. I believe that, yeah. And, like, you can't, a lot of the time, you can't just, like, put a new new lane on a freeway because there's stuff on both yeah, sides. There's like, already you have to buildings, demolish stuff. Yep. There's already buildings yeah. up to both sides. Like this, so the infrastructure really can't carry as many people as we stuff into these cities. Yeah, that, and that's, it makes a lot of sense. Plus, people are dumb. True. So, like, at rush hour, you know, even though you have the lights that are supposed to keep you gapped out when you're getting on, oh, yeah, nobody follows them. They just run them. And so then, and then nobody on the freeway wants to stay gapped out to let those people in. Because yeah. if you think about it, if people follow those simple instructions, stay gapped out on the road, stay gapped out when you're getting on, you would just zip or merge like yeah, you're supposed you to, and nobody would ever have to stop. But people always want to, like, box out the next car. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to be one car further away from yeah, home. Like, as, if, <laughs> yeah, as if it's going to... I always try and let at least one person in. Yeah, that's what I try to do. I let one person in. And then I box out the next person because I'm like, no, then now you go behind me. Yeah. It's so exactly. simple. <laughs> oh, I had something else I want to say, but I forgot. I was talking about traffic. Oh, no. I don't remember. I don't know. All the cities nowadays end up looking like my city skyline cities. Yeah. Same here. Even though I, when I plan it out, I'm like, I got this one's perfect. Next thing I know, I clicked a little button that shows you traffic, and there's, like, one road. Everybody's just yeah, like, that's, <laughs> The thing about city skylines, though, is I feel like the traffic doesn't utilize all the lanes. Like, you can have, like, it eight doesn't. lanes coming in and eight lanes coming out, and you zoom in, and they're all in one lane for some yeah. reason. That doesn't make any sense. No, and I've even, I've downloaded several different mods that are supposed to fix that, and it doesn't ever seem to fix it, and I don't really know why. That did just come out with a new DLC not that long ago. I can't remember what it was called. The Sunset Harbor one? Yeah. I got that one. Yeah, what's in it? Uh, it has like a fishing industry. I thought that was already a thing. Uh-uh. No. You could have, well, I guess you could do shipping with ocean stuff. Yeah. I've had had that before. Now you have actual fishing industry, and there was something else too. Uh, it expanded on, um, I think it expanded on like the industry, the actual industries ones, like the forestry mm -hmm. and the farming and stuff, made them a little bit better. Still a great game. Yeah, it's like, a nice relaxing one to sit down and build many, a little city. Yeah, however many years later, it's actually still a really good game. Yeah, I like me a nice little city builder. Oh, Frostpunk, it's too hard, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you ain't lying. I haven't even turned that one back on since <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> I, I played it a little bit and I was like, ugh, this game's so hard. Yeah, it's like painfully hard. Well, it, it almost goes along with like what we always talk about with Dark Souls, like Dark, people just assume Dark Souls is good because it's hard. It's like, that's no, not that's point. not the point of Dark Souls. Like, 
And I feel like that Frostpunk turned that shit up to 11 because they were like, ooh, you want a challenge? Yeah. We'll just force you to have a challenge. Because a lot of that stuff, it's not even your fault. Like, yeah. You know, and I get it, it's part of the storyline. Because I'm sure if you did just like a free play, you'd probably do fine. But the story, when it's like, oh, you know, you discovered that whatever, that other city is gone. So your your stuff that's like your yeah, unrest or whatever, yeah, they just like unrest. switch places. And I'm like, yeah. I, I have one like full and one empty, and it's Me just too. like, bloop. And I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, that's not fair. Because I didn't do anything, you know, that wasn't my fault. I didn't screw that up. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, necessarily the best way to handle difficulty curves. I mean, it's a pretty loved game. It is good, and it looks amazing. It does look cool. The snow is cool. Yeah, it's a, it is a good game, but... <clears throat> oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Switching gears super fast here. Last time we tried recording, you started to say something to me about Consuela getting COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what Dad was telling me, that she went in to get a, like a, an elective surgery and they they tested her and she tested positive and she's been around she'd been around nobody but herb so that doesn't make any sense to me yeah because like, how could she have gotten uh, it? see if that's the case this whole thing is a joke because it, so for anybody who doesn't know without getting too detailed the people we're talking about, they literally live like out in the middle of the woods and they're around they're, hardly anybody. They're off the grid even. They have yes. their own power, all yeah. of this stuff. They don't... On a normal day, they would talk to no one. Right. And so... Does, that doesn't make any sense. How could she have gotten COVID? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. See, and I still am so... Which, by the way, for anybody listening... <laughs> When we started talking about this last time, as soon as we mentioned the word COVID... Yeah, the internet was out, internet dude. Cut out. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't even yeah. think about that. So, <laughs> so what, you know, for conspiracy theorists, let's stoke this fire a little bit here. Um, Some guy's just sitting at a switchboard. He's like, shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> just, I heard it. I heard COVID. Shut it down. Yeah, shut They're down. onto us. Um... <laughs> No, so let's stoke that conspiracy fire a little bit, though, because uh, I something I've been saying, so everybody knows where, you know, most places are going back into lockdown and stuff. Yeah, it sounds like Denver might be locking all the way down by the time I get back. Oregon's kind of doing that, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what upsets me is, because Caitlin was telling me, like, oh, the numbers now are, like, higher than they've ever been. And I'm like, yeah, but the numbers aren't what's important. It's... How deadly is this thing actually? Because you see these numbers and it's like, cases, deaths. Yeah. So it's like, so is it really as deadly as we're being told? I read this thing on Reddit one time. Well, it might not have been on Reddit. Anyways, I read this thing and it was like, how deadly is a disease that you have to get a test to even know if you have it? That's a good point. Like, well, and I've read too that like, Say you go in and they give you a COVID test and you test positive, but you're in the hospital for leukemia and you die from leukemia, they're going to attribute that to COVID. They're going to say it was a COVID death. Exactly. Yeah, you could get in a horrible car crash and they test you for COVID and you have it and you die from, like, blood loss and they would attribute it to COVID. So who knows even those deaths if if they really should even be attributed to COVID. And supposedly hospitals get paid more money the more COVID deaths they have. For a COVID patient. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So... And that's been happening from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I even read this article a long time ago about the middle of this 
that uh, supposedly some guy got like really sick. He was like in his early 30s. He started feeling really sick. Went in to get a COVID test. They like admitted him because he was having like really something was wrong with like his insides basically. And uh, tested him for COVID. While he's waiting on his test, he ends up dying a couple days later. And they were like, you have COVID for sure. Oh, that's what it was. They didn't admit him. They sent him home. Oh, they just said, you have COVID. You can't come in. You need to go back home and wait it out. Well, he ends up dying. They put on his death certificate, COVID, because they were convinced it was COVID. Test comes back negative. Oh, my God. They don't change any of it. They still uh, said, nope, it was a COVID death. And I'm like, what, what is happening? They did not test him. They refused to do an autopsy on him. At the family's request, they still refused to do an autopsy. And I'm just like, what? What does this come down to? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. When does it all end? It's almost been a year. I know. That's why, like, I was telling you the Spanish flu, supposedly, that was like three years before they... talking about that. I don't know, before they quit saying that it's a big deal. Like, I guess they got enough herd immunity that it stomped it out. I'm not really sure. Me neither. Like, where is all this going? But all I know is at one point, the Spanish flu was so bad that, like... Like I told you, that you would come in, you'd be showing signs, then like within a few hours, you're freaking hacking up blood, your freaking eyes are bleeding, yeah, your skin the eyes are turns bleeding. blue, and you die. Like, that was crazy. That is bad, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore, or like where this is going, or why. Same. I don't... I don't know. It just... The whole thing has bothered me from the beginning, and this, us going back into lockdown right before the holidays, like, go figure, and right now, it's so, it's super sad, because it's just encouraging even more consumerism, because you get on websites that are doing Black Friday sales or Cyber Monday, everything's sold out, Yeah, which means people are just sitting on their computer and spending money that they don't have because they've been sitting at home not working. Like, it's just crazy. I know. I've been trying to find a Nintendo Switch for a couple months and I can't find one. Really? Yeah, I can't find one anywhere. Yeah, it's because people have been buying them so they can sit at home and play. Like, if you even look on Amazon, and mind you, the Switch is like two years old. Yeah, they're selling them for like 500 bucks. Oh. You know what? I want to talk about the PlayStation 5 for a minute. Okay. Just because it it was the best launch Sony's ever had. They sold the most systems. Isn't that interesting? That's kind of interesting. That really right? surprises me, actually. But you want to know what's even more interesting is there's less people online on the PlayStation 5 than there were when the PlayStation 4 came out. So that means that scalpers are just buying up as many as they can get their hands to on. To resell all it needs. Yeah. Scumbags. So, I mean, it's really good for Sony, but it's bad for, like, consumer. the consumer. Because, yeah. like, supposedly nobody has one, but there are, I've seen pictures of people with, like, 200 that just bought they up just as bought many as they could. Yeah. yeah, so now they'll turn around and sell them for, for like, profit. double, triple. Yeah. That's so scumbag. Yeah, it is super scumbag. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous that they let stuff like that happen. Well, yeah, you'd think they would put, like, a three-per-customer limit or something just like that. Just one. Like... How hard is it? Like, I don't know. Like, it even took us a while to find PS4s. Like, we didn't get them right away. No, Caitlin ended up buying me one for, like, Christmas the following year, or my yeah. birthday or something, the following... No, it was probably... Mom and Dad, I think, found them that one time. It was probably my birthday of the following year, because 
and she gave it to me slightly early, but because I'm sure the PS4 probably launched around, like, that's normal launch time, yeah, November, December. Yeah. So it was probably for my birthday of the following year that I got that. People are just scumbags, man. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this guy was talking about, like, libertarianism and uh, how he thinks it would be a good way to change things by having very little government involvement, which I tend to agree with. But where I differ from this guy is he was saying, once you get to a level where people are sort of self-governing, because his idea would be to take it away from the federal level and go down to the state level, and then eventually from the state to the county, from the county to the city, and then eventually from city to community level governing, you govern yourselves. And he thinks once you get to that level, there will be very little need for certain federal institutions like even like police and stuff like that. I differ with him on that, though, because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, dude, no, people, there's so many dirtbags out there, that, and I understand he's not talking like, oh, we're going to do it tomorrow, he's talking over a long, long period of time, you have to slowly transition, but I still think there's so many freaking dirtbags out there that it would just be almost impossible to, uh, you, basically, you'd have to have, maybe instead of having the, um, like a federal police force you'd still have to have private security firms you have to <laughs> yeah but then who's actually taking the like who says what's right and wrong in that situation like if you could just pay for your own cops that's insane well i mean i don't like that man beat him up <laughs> well and that that's kind of where i differ with this guy too because you have to have some sort of institutions in place like a judicial thing exactly because otherwise if i'm just like I go up to our, say, like, my community, we have our own little police force. Maybe it's just, like, six dudes who watch over my area. And I'm like, my neighbor stole my stuff. And they're like, do you have any proof? I'm like, yeah, it's sitting in front of his house. Well, how do they know I didn't just go walk yeah. over and set my thing there because I don't like him and tell them, hey, he stole this. Like, you know, it, there would be, if there's no fair trial, there would still have to be some sort of, like, trial yeah, Although not, not that our justice system is perfect. Oh no, not by long shot. Far from perfect, but. but this guy made a good point. He said, "What did he say? He would like to see things change from punishment to um, what was it? Punishment to I can't remember the exact wording he used, but it kind of made sense actually. Like reform, like reform people in a way." <sighs> He said something... He, I think he said justice. That's exactly the words he used. From punishment to justice. And the way he uh, portrayed it is so like if somebody stole something of yours, mm -hmm. instead of the police locking that guy up now and just, you know, that's, that's his punishment, instead, they just go, take my shit and give it back to me. That's justice served, right? Right. It, it was unlawfully taken from me or it was un like he didn't use like words like constitutional or anything he was actually really good about uh he like he's basically taking my something of mine he's he's taking my right to mm -hmm. to this thing that was mine he stole it from me so this guy in this guy's mind justice is then well steal it back from him and get it back it's mine like, right i'm like man i don't hate that idea like that's not a terrible idea justice yeah or he was like oh so you which obviously there would have to be a uh, 
there's got to be a fine line with that because if some dude walks up and shoots another dude, what are you supposed to shoot him? Yeah. At? Like, let me just get my gun out real quick and shoot you back. Come on, man, it's justice. Hold still. Let me shoot you back. Like, well, that's more like an eye for an eye, right? Yeah. Which I tend to agree with. Like, yeah, unless you freaking go around and, like, like, if you stole somebody's shit and they can just, if they catch you with it and they just say, give it back, and you give it back, okay, you know, no harm, no foul. But if you, like, break into somebody's house and you wreck all his shit and stuff like I don't know what the you know what's the uh, consequence for that well now he gets to go into your house and wreck break your shit, shit. <laughs> yeah like which I mean I guess but I don't know it was actually it was a pretty good podcast though and the guy the guy was actually very knowledgeable on stuff and the host the host was digging at it cause he's like okay well what about cause the the guy who was being interviewed wanted to take away the um, patent system. Okay. Because, and the host was not happy about that. He was like, don't you think if somebody worked for like the last 10 years, you know, and they worked really hard to improve something, that they should get the credit for it and they should get the money for it? And that guy actually came back with a great point. He said, actually, the way it is now is that's extremely selfish. You think because you came up with something better that you should get all the credit and all the money for it when in reality you should be thinking about bettering everything as the whole. Like Right. But I feel like our system doesn't work that way. It doesn't work for the you don't get anything when you better the whole. Like it's all right. As far as like capitalism goes you, you're only incentivized to make all the money for yourself. Correct. And that's why he also thinks that, obviously, the capitalism system is not working the way it is. Well, it's clearly not. I mean... He thinks... He's like... He 100% agrees that we would have, like, flying cars right now if it weren't for the systems we have in place. He said, because all it does is slow... Yeah. It slows ideas down. And I tend to agree with him because the host was saying, like, well, what if somebody invents... You know, they invented a better mousetrap. They spent 10 years of their life, you know, they did all these things and they invented a better one. And the guy he was interviewing didn't hit on it, but I, the first thing I thought was, well, if the, if the system truly worked the way it's supposed to work, then the guy who invented the first mousetrap wouldn't allow the guy to improve on his mousetrap afterwards. Right. Because it would be his. My mousetrap. None of you guys can do it. But the the guy did say, he's like, how do you think things would have turned out if the first caveman who invented the wheel was like, "Mm -mm, I'm the only one who can have a wheel with cart. Only me. None of you can do it. He's like, where would we be today? But instead, he was like, I invented this wheel. Check this out. We can all use this thing to do things better. Yeah, or people just copied him. Yeah, or that. That my own wheel. This idiot used a rock. I'm going to use a piece of wood. I'm just going to hollow out the middle of this tree trunk. Like, I don't know. It was an interesting thought, though, that, like, I do think things could be improved, though, if, they, if we weren't so selfish with a lot of ideas. They definitely could, but I feel like human, like, perception of what is good and what is bad needs to change. Like, because well, it's, it's very subjective. Right. Like, 
But like, if there was more of a sense of community, like, oh, I'm helping my fellow man instead of I'm I'm instead of I'm getting instead ahead. of what yeah what could what can I benefit from yeah, yeah. like it's, there's just there's not a lot of incentive to help other people and it's like right and yeah and it seems like when I do help other people it's just what they come to expect and it just gets it gets kind of old <laughs> especially when people don't reciprocate well and that's just it like because I'm all for like the idea of like communal living and community working together and the host of that podcast talks about like the way especially consumerism is you know like I have a tractor that guy has a tractor those people have a tractor and my other neighbor we all have like the same tractor same size same color everything he's like why wouldn't you just have one One tractor for everyone exactly and then you all share it but then I'm like because if that guy breaks it and I have to fix it or if I break it and now he feels like he has to fix it like then the balance is is upset whereas if we all just have our own and we all just because like and my neighborhood's good because if uh, like if I was gone the one time it snowed in really bad well I only have a plow and Caitlin didn't want to use a tractor so my neighbor down there came in with a snow blower and blew out my driveway so we sort of have much more community in smaller areas like this than, like, in probably where you live. Oh, for if sure. If you were stuck in your driveway, people would just be driving by, like, <laughs> piling snow on my yeah, car. pushing, yeah. They'd be, exactly, they'd shovel it out of their driveway into yours. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just a whole different mentality. Mm-hmm. Speaking of neighbors, and you see them, um, well, you probably didn't notice them, um, they have... They sold the lot across the street. Mm-hmm. Well, we think they sold it. He split it into two lots, and they have stakes out there. But we don't know if he sold it or if he staked it off as, like, a um, proposal. Like, okay. this would be a good spot to put your house. This would be... Because he has, like... It looks like a driveway staked off and then, like, a square staked off for where the house would be. So we don't know if that's somebody's plan or if the guy who's selling it is trying to have that as his proposal but so hooray I'll have more neighbors yay <laughs> you're still pretty secluded out here I know until somebody builds on that lot back there yeah that's true which we're really hoping they don't it could be worse it could be way worse yeah it could be better but it's funny to me how much better I've been sleeping because it's so quiet oh I bet dude it's oh, I don't even know how quiet. you sleep in the city man I told I you know, I was I just rent- it up. dude I was renting that place downtown I slept so bad for like eight nights. Even when I had my headphones in, I had my sleep mask on, I slept so bad. I just couldn't do it. Because I'm used to this, man. It's like dead quiet out here. Yeah, it's nice. It's so nice. There's not constant sirens blaring. Exactly. And it's weird to me, yeah, cause, which... Don't get me wrong, people who live in the city, you can stay there for sure. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, I am not one of those people. I, want, I like my quiet. I like, you know, I don't like being around a ton of other people. Yeah, I get that too. It can be a lot. It's been nice to be home. Even though I've only been home for a couple of days. It's yeah, and nice. then what did you do? Turn right around after you got home and go visit Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get that wedding figured out. That's what I thought. Maybe you were helping him out. Still don't know what's going on. It's kind of frustrating. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you said he had it all figured out. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. It should be okay. 
yeah, obviously, hopefully he can figure it out. And it's not like at the last second. By the way, now we're doing this instead of what I told you before. I mean, that's already kind of what happened. Which, that does happen a lot. I mean, it's, you know, can't always prevent that. No, you can't. <laughs> this is a bad time to get married. Bad time to do anything where people have to gather. Yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know why they're able to do it in Montana instead of Oregon. I don't know why the rules are different. Well, because it's on a state level that they get to choose that stuff. Oh, okay. So our governor has said, these are the rules, and Montana's governor might not have said anything, so. <laughs> There's a virus? <laughs> right? <laughs> and that might be the case over there. I don't know, I've never been to Montana. It's a nice country over there. There's a lot of nice places in Montana. There really isn't much in Montana, is there? No. No, Montana is a pretty uh, sparsely populated state, I think. I didn't realize how sparsely populated Wyoming was until I told Caitlin, because she said something about Cheyenne, and I was like, Cheyenne's a pretty big city. I was like, there's like 60,000 people here. She was like, yeah, but that's the biggest city in the whole state. I was like, no. Sure is. Yeah, sixty thousand people in the city is the biggest state. Is the biggest city in the state. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't mind moving to Wyoming. It's just ugly there. Really? Just no trees. It's just all friggin'. It's like all like flat plains grassland. There's no mountains at all. Not really. I mean, there's mountains there, but. Not like here, not like right. these mountains, you know. I mean, there might be in some places, but nowhere I've been there. And I've been from one side to the other, sure. so. Yeah, so <laughs> been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I think Denver's got that mountain range, but. I think you'd have to go, if I was going to live somewhere over there, actually, I would go, one spot it does have nice mountains is in, like, the northwest corner. Okay. Like, the opposite corner of Cheyenne. Because that's closer to, like, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. There. So, there's a lot of nice spots up there. I'd like to go to Yellowstone. I've never been there. I've driven through just, like, corners of it, just driving back and forth to work. And some super nice spots. Yeah, I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful. Gotta be. It's just because it's all pine trees. Yeah. <laughs> some trees I like. Pine trees are the best, yeah. <laughs> Leafy trees are stupid. Well, they all... Just in the wintertime, it just looks so sad. Like, yeah. when I lived in Michigan, it's only leaf trees. So, like, in the in the spring, when the foliage is full, yeah, couldn't even cool. tell you had neighbors. But in the winter, you're just like, dang, this house is all around me. Because yeah. all the leaves fall off. <laughs> leaf trees make better lumber, though. Yeah. Make worse firewood. Well, back east, because, like, how we burn tamarack over here, they burn... Oak, I think, which is a hard wood. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. I think that's what they Yeah, I think tamarack is considered a soft wood. Tamarack is considered a soft wood because any pine trees are considered soft. Huh. I can't, yeah, there's some tree I can't remember. It's like the density is like four or five times as dense as the tamarack is. There's some tree, yeah, that's like, like an iron tree or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there is a, yeah. Because I remember looking because I thought, I want to see how on yeah, the I hardness scale. Yeah, I think you looked it up. Yeah, I wanted, right. I wanted to see on the hardness scale, you know, because, like, around here, that's what we're told is, like, a good hardwood to burn. But any 
coniferous trees are soft, considered soft. Well, a tamarack I don't think is considered a pine tree because it loses its needles. It's still a coniferous tree, though, right? I don't think so. Well, it's not a... I know, but it's... Deciduous? I think it is considered deciduous because it loses its needles. Because it's like one of the only ones that does that. But it spreads uh, by dropping pine cones, right? By dropping cones, that's how it spreads. So then it's probably still considered uh, coniferous. Because a deciduous spreads by growing its roots and putting only, up shoots, Only right? a couple. Like, maple trees have seeds. So do oak trees. Like those Aren't acorns. those the only two classifications of tree, though? Coniferous and deciduous? Yeah, basically all it means is one keeps its nails, one loses its stuff. Oh. That's basically the only difference. I'd be curious, then, because uh, I, I a tamarack is... does walk a fine line, because that's a tamarack right there, and it has lost almost all its needles now. I'd be curious then. I just assumed that uh, anything with pine needles was a coniferous, and anything with leaves was a deciduous. <laughs> a tamarack might be a special case. I'd be curious. I, I think there are a couple other varieties that do that too, but it's it's pretty rare. Right. It's not common. Yeah. Yeah. There's not very many pine trees that. That's why they're usually evergreen because they always have their needles. Oh yeah, because it actually saves water that way, not losing them. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Instead of trying to regrow them again? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And we actually, for work there, we do stuff called like anti-desiccant sprays, which like seal in the moisture better. Hmm. Which like, is kind of necessary where we live just because it's freaking so dry. Yeah, I don't understand over by Denver, people are like, it's so beautiful. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, I'm like, what is beautiful about this? Like, I've gotten into many an argument with people. <laughs> Dude, it's so pretty. And I'm like, what do you, you mean the trees that look like they're going to die? Yeah. And, the, and you mean the undergrowth that is freaking cactuses? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, it's like, there's parts of it that are nice around there, like uh, up at Winter Park, where it's high up. Yeah. And so the moisture is a lot higher, and the trees are much more dense. But other than that, I can't figure the it out. The pine trees look sickly to me. And they're so sparse. Yeah. They're so far apart because they can't grow close. Yeah. They'll suck up all the freaking nutrients <laughs> from each other. I mean, like, some of the aspens look nice. Yeah. But that's, no, that's really it. I haven't really been that impressed. Hmm. I don't know, man. There's not a lot of other areas other than, like, around here that I would want to live. Although, because Caitlin asked me, well, if you could pick somewhere else to live, where would your perfect place be? And it's definitely in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Really? Yeah. You ever been up there? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, it's so nice up there. Because it's like big mountains like that, but they surround like this valley of farmland in okay. the bottom. So with the river running through so it. So kind of like the way Cove is. Kind of, yeah. But more, the mountains are closer together. Okay, so it's not as big of a valley. No, it's like surrounded perfectly by mountains pretty close together, which is what makes it kind of cool. And then down in the valley... They follow all the farmland follows the river, right. so it uh, so and the trees are like that too. They're dense trees, you know, like up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That it's so nice up there. Every time I go up there, I'm like, oh, I want to move here. But of course, it's like anything right now, and it's incredibly expensive. Yeah, everything's expensive. Yeah, it used to be cheap. Like several years ago, I was looking at property up there, and it was not bad. And now it's probably tripled in price. Jesus, yeah. holy cow! It's ridiculous. How's that even possible? I don't know, man. The, although I think the market is stabilizing right now and actually trending the other way currently. 
at least some email I got the other day was saying that. Is it because all the people are leaving L.A. and going to other places? I don't know. Goddamn that show, would, Rogan. That would keep... That would kind of keep the market high, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it would be de- a high demand. Well, that's what I mean. That's like what drove all the prices up in the first place. Right, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, tons of people are flocking to Texas now because of Joe. Why? Because he moved to Texas. Yeah, but so? <laughs> it's just weird that, yeah, other people are like, I'm going to do exactly what Joe Rogan does. <laughs> like, I don't know. He has some stalwart supporters, dude. I guess that's what happens, yeah, when you have millions and millions of people who watch your show every day. Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be a big fan of his, too. I can't lie. It's been months since I've listened to an episode. My favorite episodes, though, are where he just has, like, like Bill Burr or, yeah, like, Bill Duncan Trussell or someone he just, like, shoots the shit with. I actually don't really like when he has, like, specialists on and he mostly just questions them about what their specialty is. I don't actually like those episodes very much because I'm like, no, I'm just, I listen to his podcast to get to know, like, you know, whether it be Bill Burr or Duncan Trussell, like, just just hear what they have to say in general and not necessarily, ooh, I'm a doctor of kinesiology and that's my specialty. It's like, well, I... I could read all the blog posts you made about this. I don't need to listen to you for three hours on Joe Rogan yeah, talking I mean, about it. Sometimes it's interesting to listen about nutrition, even though it seems like everybody seems to contradict each other, which makes no sense. Hundred percent, yeah. Hundred percent contradictory. Yeah. yeah. I I'm actually over the whole nutrition thing. I'm like it's very simple, you know. Exercise, don't eat too much sugar, <laughs> don't drink soda. <laughs> like Yeah. Probably shouldn't drink these either, but you know what? You only live once, so... Yeah. The world's coming to an end anyway, I feel like. Oh my gosh. In a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like progressively just getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> I oh. hope we're coming to some turning point, is what I hope. Like, Yeah, it's going to turn this way. <laughs> well, I'm hoping we're already this way, and I hope at some point it's going to be like, nope, just kidding, it's getting better now. I don't know. I don't either, but I hope, I hope that's what's happening. I feel like every generation could have said that, though. True. I guess at least we're not, like, at war or something, like some generations. We were talking about that the other day, that certain generations, like our grand great-grandparents, literally freaking <laughs> World War One and World War Two. Like, there are people who lived through yeah. both of those wars, you know, like... And we think we have it shitty. It's like, and it would be shitty even if you lived in America during those. But can you imagine living like in Europe during those, where no. literally just bombs falling every goddamn day? <laughs> like, Not really. I don't. I don't. Even, I can't imagine what that would be like. No. No one in America can because America has never truly, really been war torn like Europe has. Europe pretty much gets torn up in every war. Yeah, it's like the epicenter of all of it. Mm-hmm. Both times. And throughout history. Exactly. Yeah, and that doesn't even include, like, the Middle East, where they're always just fighting with each other all the time. Yeah. And Russia. Which is just unfortunate. Yeah. I don't I don't know enough to even talk about the Middle East. Same. And I don't want to speculate, but... <laughs> Here I go anyway. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to speculate. But I'm going to do it anyways. 
I don't know. What do you think? You think, uh, I don't even know how long we've been going. 44 minutes, it looks like. I can't even see that. Oh, okay. I see it on there. Right on the display. And actually, you got any glasses, dude. Oh, man. The battery's about to run out on that. Maybe thing. we should call it? Yeah, we could probably call it. I mean, what are we going to do next time, Ryan? I don't know. You finished any books? Uh, I finished The Rivals, and I have about 30 minutes left on The Sleepy Hollow. I haven't done either of those. What? I tried. You listening. picked them! I know. I tried listening to Sleepy Hollow on this plane ride what home, the? and I I just couldn't. So I can I can finish them, though. I can listen to them. All right, okay. So that's what you, we're going to do. You bring it up an interesting point, and you really want to talk about it, but we can't. So, yeah. So next time, come in for a double feature of some two audible audible not they're not originals they're like their selection of books that we've we picked two more so we're kind of like perusing through and i was actually like looking at all of them and we've done most of them which is crazy of like actually all the free available ones oh we've really? done a lot of them yeah. oh wow because i was perusing it just to look for some other stuff to listen to and we've listened to a good chunk of it which is kind of interesting that is interesting hmm so yeah that's uh, the plan, and at some point we're going to wrap up Anime Squires. Don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. we Our plans kind of got shot in the foot uh, because yeah. we were having a, a recording issues and stuff like that. So Yeah, we really wanted to do a guest, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, so if that part falls through, we might just have to go ahead and wrap it up. Which, I mean, me and Ryan will be fine, but I just wanted to do something a little extra fun. But that's okay. Maybe in the future... And if anybody was like, man, I'd really like to be a guest on this show, hit us up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, send us an email at kotpl.pod at gmail.com and be like, this is why I should be a guest on your show, you dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> and we will promptly delete it. And we'll be like, garbage can. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm on this guy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so thank you anyone and everyone for listening, and we yeah. hope to catch you guys in the next one. Yeah.